0: Welcome into OutKick the Show. I am Clay Travis, your fearless leader. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays. I'm about to take the boys out to go see Thor, and then I'm going to watch the Braves and the Mets game two of their first half of the year pre-All-Star game. Brook. that is what is on the horizon for me. But first, I'm hanging out with you and breaking down some of the biggest stories of the day. LeBron, oh my goodness. LeBron does a show called The Shop. A lot of you know this show. It airs on HBO. It has been of mediocre uh, importance and relevance and everything else. Important thing to know is it's taped. And so they go back and they edit it and they decide what they want to air, what's okay to be said. And LeBron James says on the most recent episode, that if he was Brittany Griner, he doesn't know, and I'm paraphrasing, he doesn't know if he would come back into the United States because they've let her stay in Russian prison for so long. He wonders if they actually care about her. He said if, they, if he was Brittany Griner, if it were him. I, look, LeBron is not very intelligent when he talks about anything but basketball. And there's been this desperate attempt to try to make LeBron James into the modern-day Muhammad Ali. But let me just break this down for you, okay? First of all, Brittany Griner broke Russian law. She has since pled guilty to breaking Russian law. I want her to be out of Russia like I want every American citizen who is being punished for breaking Russian law out of Russian prison and back in the United States. But she traveled in Russia by her own acknowledgement with prohibited substances, okay, weed. If you get arrested, use this as a PSA, if you go to a foreign country, as much as you may dislike the American justice system, it is the envy of justice systems around the world. Most of you will not be treated very well if you break the law of a country you are visiting. And so, Brittany Greiner voted for Joe Biden. There is now a war between Ukraine and Russia, I believe, because Joe Biden is president. I've said for a long time, I don't think Vladimir Putin would have invaded Russia if Donald Trump were still president. But what LeBron is saying makes no sense. America hasn't done really anything wrong that led to Brittany Griner being put in prison in Russia. She chose to go to Russia. Now, I wish that she had gotten out sooner. Again, I don't think there would be a war in Ukraine if Trump were president. I also think if you look at what Donald Trump did for the UCLA basketball players who were arrested for stealing things in China, and if you look at what Trump did uh, when it came to ASAP Rocky and Sweden, the rapper who was arrested there... I think Trump would have gotten personally involved and if he were still president, I think Brittany Griner would already be back in America. That's my personal opinion. But the idea that Brittany Griner shouldn't come back to America, which is what LeBron said because of how the country has treated her, where's she going to go? Does LeBron think that she should stay in Russia? Does he think that she should go to some other European country and they would have taken care of her better? It's so dumb what LeBron is arguing. Remember, LeBron carried water for China. He shut up and dribbled for Chairman Z. But this is not only LeBron's stupidity. This is everybody who works on the shop. They all got to watch the outtakes. They all got to edit this entire episode. And they decided that LeBron saying he might not come back to America if he had gotten arrested in Russia for violating Russian law because America wouldn't have done enough to get him back to America sooner is pure nonsense and pure balderdash and emblematic of LeBron when he talks about anything other than basketball. He typically doesn't make much sense at all. And this attempted lionization... Of LeBron James to turn him into a modern-day Muhammad Ali has been so transparently a failure that every time LeBron opens his mouth to speak on emotional, political-related charged issues, he just ends up tripping all over himself. Speaking of tripping all over himself, uh, not Joe Biden for once in the Biden administration, Happy Taco Tuesday. Remember, LeBron used to celebrate Taco Tuesday. Maybe he can have Jill Biden over for Taco Tuesday. Uh, Jill Biden went down to San Antonio to speak to the Latinx community. Now, if you're out there and you're saying, wait a minute, what is the Latinx community? That is the name that white liberals have come up with to replace Latino and Latina with a non gendered X to replace male and female members of the Hispanic community. Latino and Latina, unacceptable, according to white liberals who now dominate discussion in the Democrat Party. Even though Hispanic people hate the concept of being called Latin X and really don't even understand what it means, so Jill Biden went down to talk to a Latin X conference. Dr. Jill Biden. Lest I not show her sufficient respect. She said that the Latin community was as diverse as breakfast tacos. She also said, as diverse as a bodega in uh, the Bronx, as blossoms in Miami, and as breakfast tacos in San Antonio. It's just so bad. Look, the, 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 Democrats are hemorrhaging right now support among Hispanic voters because of the Latinx stupidity and the story I'm about to tell you uh, from the Senate. But how crazy is this that someone in the White House wrote Jill Biden's speech, put it into a teleprompter, probably a dozen or more people read this speech Nobody thought, hey, let's not compare Hispanic people to tacos. I just, you know, I don't know if you went and talked at an Asian group, would you say the Asian community is as diverse as the types of sushi that you can get in a restaurant, as cosmetically different as fried rice and uh, steamed rice? Would, would, Would anybody be like, hey, that's a really good line? Hey, let's make sure we we go grab it and and dive into this uh, analogy. Everyone who was involved in writing Joe Biden's speech and allowed the breakfast taco line to exist should be fired. I don't get offended, you guys know this, but I do enjoy ridiculing stupidity. And this felt like a scene from Veep. And increasingly, a White House in Joe Biden that claimed it was going to return everything to normalcy is just spiraling on incompetence, there's nothing they can do that doesn't look like the Bidus touches in play. Remember, I say the Bidus touch. Everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap. And I guess now, increasingly, everything that Joe Biden touches turns to crap as well. But Dr. Jill Biden doesn't escape blame here. She should read this and be like, yeah, I shouldn't say that. And this is different than... And it's the same criticism I have for LeBron... This is not live. Right now, I'm talking to you all, and it's live. I don't speak perfectly on live video, live television, live radio. That brings challenges to it. And so, no one is perfect when they're speaking live. But when you are reading off of a teleprompter, a pre-prepared speech, or when you are taped like LeBron was, and the stupid things that you say still go on air... Not only are you an idiot for saying them in the first place like LeBron and Jill Biden are, but all of the people that you're employing to try to make you look not like an idiot are also idiots. Just really funny but inexcusable. Josh Hawley, Senator, one of the senators from Missouri. There was a hearing today in the Senate with a Cal Berkeley professor. She is a trans activist and... You need to watch this video. I tweeted it out. If you don't already, you can go follow me on Twitter at Clay Travis. Let me just say this as well. I appreciate all of you watching and or listening on YouTube. Same thing for Twitter. Same thing for Facebook. Same thing for Instagram. uh, Same thing for the podcast, which goes up as an audio-only file on iTunes. A lot of you are consuming this in a variety of different ways, and the audience keeps growing pretty substantially. But I think every now and then we have a moment of crystallization, an instance of clarity. And that happened in this Senate hearing today when Senator Josh Hawley was called transphobic for saying only women can have babies and that he did not believe men could get pregnant. The Party of Science Do you remember when all the blue checks were lecturing me because I said lockdowns were the wrong decision, that kids needed to be back in school, that wearing masks made no difference? Do you remember all the blue checks who would scream, oh, Clay Travis, he's killing people's grandmas? Do you remember all that discussion that we had, everything about COVID that I ended up getting completely right, that we should have never shut down, that the difference between essential and non-essential businesses didn't exist that when you went to the grocery store, walking down and up one aisle was not in some way going to make you safer, that all of this was crazy. All that's been proven true by the science. And remember when I said, hey, I'm not getting the COVID shot. I've got natural immunity because I've had COVID twice. And now all the data reflects that there isn't very much protection added. In fact, natural immunity is better by and large than getting the COVID shot lasts longer. Uh, So... You have to increasingly be anti-science to support the Democrat trans agenda. You have to believe and be willing to say in public that men can get pregnant. No, that does not happen. It is not transphobic to say women get pregnant, women have babies. But you need to go watch that clip because it is providing a moment of transcendent clarity about exactly how far anti-science Democrats have become. Remember, biology is real. That is what I have written on t-shirts that we are selling at OutKick. This is a story that continues to lose uh, a, a lose Democrat support on because it's so crazy. Democrats argue that men who want to identify as women can compete in women's sports and that men can get pregnant. This is their party's position It's crazy. Uh, Speaking of crazy, have you paid attention to this story surrounding New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson who played his college football at BYU? His ex-girlfriend said that Zach Wilson has been hooking up with one of his mom's friends, a Cougar, as it were, for the Brigham Young University football player, which are the Cougars. Now, I'm not an expert in Zach Wilson. He's a really good-looking dude, in my completely heterosexual opinion, who is a multi-millionaire NFL quarterback. I think there are probably a lot of girls all over the country that would be very happy to date him. Whatever age girl he wants to pursue, I'd encourage him to go after mostly 20-something-year-old girls. But if he's truly hooking up with one of his mom's friends, my goodness... That is drama incarnate. And uh, and I would think that uh, this will continue to become an issue because his mom has been posting pictures with all of her mom friends. And now she is begging for people to stop contacting all of those mom friends as there is a big search going on to try to figure out who the cougar is in Zach Wilson's life might be. Oh man, this is an amazing, this is a story that was made for our buddy Joe Kinsey, one of the writers at OutKick. And you guys are clicking on this story like crazy. If that woman is ever identified, she's going to become a next level celebrity. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling with OutKick and you don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Um, I want to give a shout out to Philly's catcher, JT Real uh, Mudo, and I'm probably screwing up his name. I, you guys know, I'm not an expert at Major League Baseball. Uh, but he spoke out recently about the fact that he's not going to get the COVID shot. And increasingly, more and more athletes are feeling comfortable speaking out about their refusal to get the COVID shot because it's quite clear that there is no benefit for a healthy athlete when it comes to getting the COVID shot. And that's what this Phillies catcher said. He said, look, I'm 31 years old. I've had COVID twice. It was nothing worse than a minor cold for me. I'm not going to get bullied into getting the COVID shot so I can travel to Canada and play against the Toronto Blue Jays. If you're not aware, Canada is refusing to allow pro athletes to travel and play against the Blue Jays unless they've gotten the COVID shot, even though the COVID shot doesn't really work doesn't stop the spread, doesn't stop you from getting COVID, and natural immunity, as I mentioned earlier, has been shown in recent studies. You can go read my Twitter feed. I tweeted it out to be more valuable. This is a real story of interest here because there are a lot of Major League Baseball players that have refused to get the COVID shot. Some of the best in the league, in fact. And so this idea that Toronto, the Blue Jays, are not... Uh, this, the, the country of Canada is not allowing players to travel to play against the Blue Jays over this COVID shot that doesn't work is madness. And I would tie it in. It's not just Canada, the United States has this policy, which makes zero sense as well, and is theoretically going to impact Novak Jokovic, who it also makes no sense that he would not be able to travel into the United States and play in the U.S. Open. But I salute athletes who have looked at the data and are willing to speak out, speak truth to power, even if it upsets the blue check brigade out there by saying it makes no sense to get the COVID shot. I've not gotten the COVID shot. I've had COVID twice. I'm not going to get the COVID shot. Increasingly, parents are not getting their kids the COVID shot either because most kids have already had COVID, have natural immunity, and frankly, have almost zero risk statistically from COVID. If you've got a young kid... Your kid's more likely to die in a car accident driving to school. Your kid is more likely to drown. Your kid is more likely to die historically of the seasonal flu than they are to die of COVID alone. Facts matter. We should spread them widely. Big story. Uh, In the New York Times today, the New York Times has a story up about everyone who uh, is making a choice in the poll for the Republican presidential contest in 2024. And in particular, it says that there are uh, about, let's see, four, uh, five or six names that got support on who would you support in the 2024 presidential campaign. Donald Trump got 49% of the support right now. DeSantis got 25%. Ted Cruz, 7%. Mike Pence, 6%. Nikki Haley, also 6%. Mike Pompeo, 2%. Those are the six names that got uh, 2% or more in support of them for the 2024 presidential election, uh, the Republican nomination. What was interesting about this, I thought, uh, was one, Ron DeSantis, 49 to 25. It's effectively... A two-man race, but 51% of the people in the New York Times uh, poll said that they would support someone other than Donald Trump right now. Uh, Men were more likely to support Trump than women. Uh, DeSantis was the favored choice of both men and women in the second spot. Uh, But I thought this was maybe the most interesting. For people who got bachelor degrees or higher, that is college graduates or higher. Ron DeSantis is actually beating Donald Trump in this poll, thirty-two to twenty-eight. Ron DeSantis is beating Donald Trump for college-educated voters. Uh, for those who did not have bachelor degrees, Trump wins fifty-eight to twenty-one over Ron DeSantis. Now, I've been telling you for some time that I believe Ron DeSantis is going to run four president of the United States against Donald Trump. And I think they're going to have <coughs> a head-to-head Donnie Brook. that they are going to battle it out. One of them is going to end up triumphant. Uh, and I think that's who will be the next president of the United States. What's interesting here is I asked you guys, I said, uh, hey, top four New York Times percentage support based on their poll, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, uh, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, or anyone else. And I'm retweeting this right now while I'm doing the live show. In the first three hours, 36,000 of you have voted. You can go vote in this right now if you would like. 75% of my audience voting in this poll says they would vote for Ron DeSantis 21% for Donald Trump, 3% for Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, or someone else, 1% for Ted Cruz. Now, I always say my polls are not necessarily representative of the national opinion, but Ron DeSantis getting 75% of the vote with... Almost 40,000 of you voting in the first two and a half hours that this poll has been up feels to me fairly significant in terms of its impact. I think this is going to be a battle of two 800-pound gorillas, uh, Ron DeSantis against Donald Trump. I'm not sure who exactly is going to end up as the winner, but whoever wins the Republican nomination in 2024 I think, is going to be the president of the United States. And I've already told you that I don't think, I really don't, that Joe Biden is going to be running in 2024. Finally, a lot of stories go viral and there's limited basis, in fact, for them to exist. And that happened with a story that came out of the Indianapolis Star, but it was connected to an alleged 10-year-old girl in Ohio who got pregnant via rape. And the story was, and you might have heard this talked about a great deal because it spread like wildfire, the story was that this 10-year-old girl in Ohio had been raped, that she was pregnant, and that she had to travel to Indiana in order to get an abortion. Subsequent to that, after several weeks... Of this story circulating, Ohio, the Attorney General last night came out and said, this is a crime in Ohio. We have no record of any complaint being levied about a 10-year-old who was raped and became pregnant. Moreover, the Ohio Attorney General also said that under state law, that 10-year-old would not have been forced to carry that baby to term. And so it is a completely, it would appear, made-up story which received a tremendous amount of oxygen from CNN, MSNBC, and Joe Biden himself, who in a press availability at the White House specifically referenced this story as an example of why Roe v. Wade being overturned was such an awful thing. Now, I've said for as much time as I can remember that I think abortion should be safe, legal, and rare, that we should have exemptions when it comes to the life of the mother, rape, incest, and also that first trimester, to me, depending on, you can draw the line wherever you need to draw the line. Individual states should have debates about it. But that second and third trimester, I'm not okay with. So I am where the vast majority of the American public is. Some of you watching and or listening to this right now may disagree. But the fact that stories like these, I disagree with my opinion, that's perfectly fine. But the fact that stories like these are allowed to go viral without any basis, in fact, is one of the many things that is wrong about our national debate as it currently stands. I appreciate all of you. My name, as always, Clay Travis. I'll be live tomorrow on Clay and Buck. I'll also be live as I am every single Wednesday morning on Fox and Friends. I'm headed out now to take my boys to go see the new Thor movie. They're excited to see that. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick, the show.